0: this week's final show of 2023. A clean sheet to start his reign at Crabble. We hear from Dover boss Jake LaBelle. You'd like three strong
1: boys who, you know, enjoy keeping clean sheets and want to defend uh, first and foremost. And obviously with that, we have got three big boys, you can uh, be a threat up the other end as well from set pieces.
0: And 400 games in and still loving life at Bearstift. We hear from boss Kev Stevens. I
2: retired last February and um yeah, I was gonna move down to a nice quiet cottage in Somerset or something, but my wife said, You won't do that and I said, Yeah, we'll we'll go, we'll go and Yeah, just the buzz has been just the catches you, don't it
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Kent Lally Podcast, sponsored by Sandwich Town Youth FC. It's not only our last show before Christmas, but it's also going to be our last show of the year, a year of incredible highs for some of our teams. We've got two interviews you should enjoy this week, and hopefully that will be OK for you to take you into the Christmas period and see in 2024. Uh, I'm John Phipps, back in my podcast, Happy Place of London Bridge Station. My online was a man who saw something that hadn't happened since April at the weekend. Matt Gerard, next up, you'll be actually seeing your team win a game of football, won't you?
3: Well, hopefully, because somebody um, came up to me and said, uh, I really enjoy your pod, but you do depress me talking about Dover, and he was a Dover fan, so uh, <laughs> uh, so that was uh, quite nice of him to say so, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, point's a point, to point and uh, we move on. Firstly, John, I'll start with some sad news, because um, Mick Cork, who was a Dover Express and Folkestone Herald sports editor, and got me my first gig in this sort of industry when he employed me to write for the Dover Express Um sadly passed away last week. Um, I know he hadn't been well for a number of years, but uh, Mick Cork was a he was a bit of a character, old Cork, he, even though he loved Folkestone. I, I, I'm i sure some part of me thought he well, we used to take the mickey out of Dover, but I think he had a soft spot for Dover in the time. So uh, I also remember one Christmas we went out, he said, "Oh, we will go for a few beers out in Folkestone and we did. And, you know, he absolutely he could drink, drink me under the table and I would just remember thinking I've just got to go home here and this is like we met up at one o'clock by about three o'clock I was trying to catch up with him um, <laughs> it was a, a a sight to behold but yeah really good guy he got me into the um industry by when I first writing for the Dover Express back in the early 2001 I think it was so um yeah sadly missed and he was a big and Victor fan and there was a lovely um article on the Kent online about him as well so Sad to see. Um, I don't know if you you all passed across with Corky. I, I, do you know? I
0: don't think they did. When when you said the name to me, it, it rang a bell straight away. And I'm not actually sure that I ever met him. Um, but I'm glad to know that you know your journalism career started with someone who um, was taking the mech out of Dover all the time. And and here you are, what twenty odd years later. And I, I'd like to think I'm filling in Mick's, uh, Mick's shoes there.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, again he had to edit the um, Dover. Uh, Dover stuff, and I, I think he quite, well, he, he quite liked Dover losing, but I think he quite really enjoyed it, because Dover, you know, as always, have been a bigger team than Folkestone, so um, there you go.
0: I mean, it is only six days away, but are you ready for, for Christmas now, Matt?
3: Um, am I ready for Christmas? Uh, well, yeah, my wife's off, so she's kindly getting the rest of the gifts that uh, we need to get. Um, Excellent wifery. We'll do- yeah, we're doing the the big Christmas shop food wise on Thursday, which is always a highlight of the year where we normally have arguments with the kids, what they want and what we want. But um, yeah, we probably are. Uh, it's always busy this time of the last few days at work, which means it goes a little bit quicker. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We probably are all ready to go and looking forward to it for, again, as I say, I get sort of 10 days off work. So that's always handy as well. So Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it's good because the whole place shuts down. So there's nothing really to worry about. So uh, on that score do you have to
0: use your holiday to have those 10 days off or is it yeah you have movie? to give
3: you have to give a couple of days away it oh, well, the company shuts down so uh, at that point so you have to get i think you have to give two two days away i think uh, between christmas and new year but it, it it's quite a nice time really because um and we're really busy over christmas because we're going away and various things that are going on so um yeah i think we're ready and what about you are you all done and dusted pretty much yeah i mean i've got i've got one more present to buy
0: uh, and then I've got to do my wrapping, which is not my favourite thing to do, uh, but I'm doing that on Friday. So I've actually got a couple of days off this week uh, and I'm doing a Christmas lights trial on Wednesday, uh, which is why this podcast is going to be with you early. Uh, and then, yeah, Friday I'm off as well. Uh, Saturday's not going to be the one at work. It's going to be very busy, um, but then I'm off Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So yeah, it should be nice. Got a bit of uh, pop in here, well, what, there what and everywhere. About do.
3: the, does anybody have to work in your industry on Christmas Day?
0: Yep. Yeah, people do. Uh, so, so. you?
3: You could have been called
0: up, could you? No, my department, thankfully not. Um, But basically, it's it's just the finishing touches. So the reason why Saturday is going to be so busy is because we'll spend a lot of time on Saturday sorting out the Boxing Day paper. uh, And then it'll get finished. Then it'll be finished off sort of almost finished on the Sunday. And then on Christmas Day, there's just a smattering of people in just in case there's any breaking news that happens. I think last year, uh, everyone was on Pelé watch because they were expecting him to, to go at any time. Um, so it was that kind of, so it's just with that kind of thing. I think there's like four or five people in my department that are, are working, but they are all at home. Um, and I think it's just a matter of, you know, making sure everything goes off smoothly uh, rather than a full on stressful day. But, um, you know, I've worked for some days in the past. I'm not particularly keen to do it again, but if the, the powers that be demanded it from me, I suppose, uh, I probably would do it. Uh, but there you go. Um, final episode of the year then, Matt, um, what's been your highlight of 2023?
3: Uh, from a football point, it probably uh being there when Ramsgate beat Woken and seeing grown men cry, which was great um, for them in the competition. Uh, I, I, again, the scaffold always delights, doesn't it? It's turning into a brilliant season for that. Uh, Maidstone winning against, yeah, I think the FA Cup is always a highlight for the year uh, for certain things. Seeing Dover, I think I've seen them win once at home all year and I must have been to about 20 games, so that's not really a highlight. But um, yeah, I, I think the FA Cup uh, has been a real highlight and the resurgence of Maystone United, I think probably over the last, um, you know, when they looked at sort of, um, you know, a, a um, shadow of what they had become when they got promoted. So, all, in all yeah, it's been a, a good year for football really so far and I think it's, next year could be even better.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's got to be the FA Cup for me. Um, you know, I think that we've got the, we've had such a good run of it haven't we with getting all those three teams I suppose, I, suppose uh, I
3: have had my picture taken with the FA Cup as well haven't I, I actually met oh, it so, so absolutely I oh, I'm I sure that out,
0: you? I'm sure that was the FA Cup's highlight of the year. Yeah exactly
3: so. yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no it's, it's those FA Cup ones are amazing. You know and it, obviously any team that gets promoted you know things like Phoenix Sports winning that, that big derby game against VCD that was a massive highlight for them and you know it has been a, a great year with you know Chatham getting promoted and, and doing really well after like, on the back of that as well. You know, it's, it's, it's been another a, a phenomenal year. And as you say, Matt, 2024 is shaping up to be very, very, uh, very, very tasty. Before we move on, Matt, just one
3: final thing. Uh, Sandwich Town uh, youth uh, had their big game on Sunday. What, what was the score? Against Woodensboro, and they won by two goals to one. And there was, I've seen pictures of the celebrations uh, in the clubhouse after. Nick, uh, our kind sponsor, dressed as an elf. Things I didn't think I'd say this year, but... um yeah, they won two goes to One, I think a lot of people turned up, and uh, it's going really well for them. So I'm sure 2024 will be a good year for them as well.
0: Brilliant, great stuff. Well done, lads. And looking forward to hearing how you get on in the new year. Uh, it's our 278th episode this week, and I'm not going to list all the world records that I've unearthed. But James Cripps take a bow. He scored a world record 278 points bowling backwards in December 2006. I'm not sure I could do that in three games bowling properly. Uh, oh, uh, oops, what, um,
3: running backwards, but like Moonwalked and did it.
0: I don't know, something like that. Maybe bold. I don't. I, I've got no idea. Um, but also, Matt, this one's just for you. Um, Ashley from Squid Game Challenge uh, was competitor two hundred and seventy-eight, and according to the Salty Cobra on YouTube, she was a selfish and hypocritical gaslighter. At least the Be Kind movement is alive and well
3: these days. Hey, eh? do, do, do you know who Ashley is? Uh, I think I think she was the lady who. Um, you watch Squid Games? Did you watch it? No. No. So, when they go across the bridge, she yeah, didn't go across the bridge. The bridge. She Bye. she sort of they everybody should go one step and she said she wasn't doing it. She got quite close to the end though, yeah. So we, we she got booed at our house. So um, uh, from that, yeah, she was number two
0: hundred seventy-eight. So there you go. Uh, let's get on with the show then. How uh, topical um, that is. I know. Uh, good, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Let's get on with the show then. Let's begin with the rarest of rare things. It had been. 254 days. I wish that had been 278. Uh, since Dover last kept a clean sheet. But on Saturday, the Whites, in their first game under new boss Jake LaBelle, shut out high flying Bath as the game ended goalless at Crabble. It wasn't enough to move the Whites off the foot of the table, but baby steps is the order of the day uh, for LaBelle. And he spoke to Matt after the game.
1: I'll oh, definitely yeah definitely take a clean sheet. Obviously the first and foremost um we got a build from the back like all good teams uh, and I thought defensively we were really solid today against a really good really good outfit.
3: Was that the main I mean you changed formation and gone to wing backs and three center half is that how you like to play going forward?
1: Um well you know, generally, um, generally I like to build from the back, and I, you know, you'd you like three strong boys who, you know, enjoy keeping clean sheets and want to defend uh, first and foremost. And obviously, with that, if you've got three big boys, you can uh, be a threat up the other end as well from set pieces. So, yeah, I'd say generally that's the way we're we look to go.
3: You know, the first half you had a couple of good chances as well in the first ten minutes. Sutherland threw on goal, and then you hit the crossbar with Naylor. So, you were, again, fine margins, isn't it, in this game?
1: Yeah, I mean, I fancied uh, Zidane, to be fair. I thought, um, you know, I've already had my personal battle with Zidane since I've been in. But um, to be fair, you know, he's, he's turned the corner today. I thought his attitude um, has been spot on. I think he's buying into what we want to do. It, it is really hard work for the forwards, the way the, the way we're going to play. Um, it would have been nice if he nicked that one. And to be honest, I thought he would. You know, you see him in training and they're the type of chances he takes. Uh, but it wasn't to be today. And then obviously, Charlie's hit the bar with a header. Um, yeah, shame, shame, but maybe on hindsight that would have rallied them, and it might have been a totally different game. And um, I, I'm just really happy with the clean
3: sheet. What work has gone in? You've got a few training sessions with them. Is, is you know, defensively, I think it's the first clean sheet in 28 games. Is the most important thing is to tell them you've got to defend from the front.
1: Yeah, well, work hard, isn't it? You know, everyone's got to do their jobs. They've all got specific jobs. Um, it's drilling them, drilling them jobs into them. It's not gonna, you know, it's not gonna happen overnight. There's a, f- a few instances today where you know they forgot or wasn't quite sure, um, but that didn't cost us today. But um, you know, we need to keep drilling, drilling home, and uh, you know, uh, we haven't done overly you know, we're trying to keep training bubbly and the boys are traveling quite a long way so we, you know we, we don't want to be do too much stop start stop start standing still so we, we try and keep training bubbly and uh just keep talking to them and get them to understand their roles and responsibilities
3: when you came in was the confidence low in the camp
1: um i wouldn't say i when I come in i was shocked actually What what a good group they were um yeah there was a few like rants and you know maybe not all together as such um but you know, it wasn't all doom and gloom because you know they had picked up quite a few draws, so it wasn't as if they were losing every week. Um, so I was pleasantly surprised with with the mood in the camp, if I'm honest. Um, but today the, the boys are, you know, you think they won, especially the defenders in there. Yeah, they
3: um, were high fiving each yeah,
1: other at the they, end. Yeah, they, yeah. I mean, you know, if you're a defender, you haven't kept a clean sheet in so long, it's a bit embarrassing, really, isn't it, for them? So I think they were uh, they were delighted with that.
3: Uh, going forward now. Um... How, how pleased are you to get this job you came in as assistant now you're the main man you're a local man it must be a proud moment for you
1: yeah obviously come out the blue a little bit I was um, you know I was sort of been out of it a while I've been doing youth football which I thoroughly enjoyed um, an opportunity to come along and I did m um and ah, I did M&R um ah because you know I've um, got other responsibilities. We've we've worked. We've been brilliant, and obviously a young family, and it's a big commitment um, on, on that side of thing. But you know, Mike's been absolutely brilliant. I mean, obviously I knew Mike before, but I didn't I didn't know how good he was, if I'm honest. Um, he's, been, he's been a breath of fresh air. Um, yeah, his, his sessions, and you know, he obviously knows a lot of the boys that have come through the academy. So you know, we've we've settled in really quickly, and, and uh, yeah, I'm really happy with everything so far. You know,
3: managing your hometown club is must, must be a proud moment.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is a proud moment And if I'm brutally honest I always thought it would happen I always thought it would happen Obviously this is my fifth spell back at the club Or well, fifth spell at the club I was a youth player here Then I went away Then I come back as, uh, as a player The chairman got me a trial all them years ago um, With Bill Williams Who had great times um, I think I had five years in the National League here and Then I went away again uh, When the club sort of uh, went under as such um, Come back and played a season for Hess. Then, obviously, I come back with, to, to help Chris. Um, so, yeah, it's my fifth time back. Um, feels like I haven't been away, to be honest.
3: Same old face, is
1: it? Yeah. <laughs> Same old face. It'd be nice to get a few more, wouldn't it? Uh, obviously, you know, I've got great memories of this place. This place full, um, you know, from, you know, the back in Chris's first spell here. Uh, it's a club with a lot of history, a lot of pedigree. Um, and if I was a young player, uh, this is the club I'd want to be about with, with people like me and Mike because, you know, we're here to help help these boys push on. Uh, to teach them men's football, uh, to understand roles and responsibilities. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be a good place to, to to go moving forward. Obviously, it's going to be really difficult this season with where, where we're at. But, you know, if a few back-to-back wins and, you know, tables change. But that's a long way off. All we got here is a, is a point, is a clean sheet, and it's only a start.
0: A positive start, man. It even sounded like you could have won it. Were you happy with the start of the new regime?
3: Well, yeah, I knew we'd be more organised, more solid. Um, I bet you love a bit of three at the back, don't you? Well, yeah, well, if it works out, we've got three defenders. We had a new goalkeeper in. He wasn't really tested, the guy from Bromley. Um, I said to somebody beforehand, a nil-nil would be like a win because we haven't tapped a clean sheet for so long. And as Jake said in there, that's embarrassing. (laughs) So if you get the fundamentals right, uh, we might have a chance of, being successful, we did have a couple of chances. We probably should have been in front at half-time, but um, the structure, I think Jake LaBelle, I, again, it's going to be very difficult for Dover not to get to, to stay up this season, unless they were on a fantastic run, which could happen. So, But I'm confident that 2024 will have a structure in place even if we're in the ESPN Premier League, to try and be successful and win some matches, because I've got every confidence in Jake LaBelle that He's desperate to succeed. Um, he believes that the club is important to him uh, and, he, and he'll be successful. So, yeah, I, I, I think hopefully we'll win a few more games next season, but um, Jake LaBelle knows what he's doing, which I think is um, going in the right direction. I'm pretty sure this time last year you said 2023 is going to be about a better year. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But, um yeah. But, yes, yeah, we should do. But um, well, I've got a hope for that, haven't I, really? But I, I've got every faith in Jake LaBelle who wants to succeed in this job. Um, I'm not saying Mitch, Mitch Brunel didn't, and I do feel for him, but maybe the previous ones from there, they were just sort of going through the, the motions. And I, mean, I don't think Jake LaBelle will go through the motions. Do, do you um, think,
0: Matt, it's, it's partly to do with him, with Jake LaBelle having more experience and, and working so closely with Chris Kinnear in the past, that um, he's, you know, maybe got a bit better man management. I mean, it was interesting when he was talking about Zidane there, who, you know, people have heralded him as, as, you know, a bright young thing. But he was saying, I've already had my battles with him, you know, and there's, there's all these things going on and he was good today. But it, it almost feels like he was more willing to be more critical than perhaps Mitch Brundle was of individuals.
3: Yeah, I think Mitch, Mitch Brundle was probably critical of the players to their faces as well, in, in some <laughs> context and how they would actually work. But yeah, I, I, I think maybe J- Jake being a bit, you know, a bit older, a bit mature, being there, done it, done it, learned from Kinnear that he may have seen things that have happened in the game before and not saw it from the maybe the, the player point of view that Mitch Brundle had. So um, yeah, I, I think it was that, and I, I like the comment and he always thought he wanted he would manage Dover Athletic. So. Which I think it means a lot to him. Um, maybe we haven't had that for for a while. That somebody wants to do well, and I'm sure you know people were complaining. You know, well, if we're going to what style of football like this, is going to be good. If we're going to be defending, but what what do people want? Because we haven't won in so many games. We haven't won in 20 games. We haven't done this. And The tactics wasn't working before. And, and as, as I say, football's not rocket science. If you don't concede, you don't lose. So. Um, that 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 pushes it. pushes it in the right direction. So, yeah. And, and things as
0: well. It's one game, isn't it? You know, he's he set his stall out. He's got a point. He's off the mark, but it's not going to yeah. say that he's going to set up like that every week. You're not going to be playing a team that's in and around the playoffs every week. Yeah. You know, and there will be times where Dover are more adventurous, and you know, from the sounds of it, you, you went close to, to having some good chances there. Yeah, 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 the yeah. wasn't You probably shaded it, and I suppose the disappointment if one of those chances had gone in then you're probably looking at it and everyone's saying, oh, it was brilliant, amazing. But because it ended nil-nil, I think people do have a different perception of
3: it. Well, my perception is, as I said beforehand, a a clean sheet was as good as three points for us on Saturday. Really, if we're not going to get three points, a clean sheet was absolutely... And Jay can work on the training ground and see with these players to see what he can do. Again, his job, which I don't think previous managers have done for a while, is make these players better. And I think with these, with the team he's putting together, that can do it. And that's half the battle, is to make these players better, um, um, to improve them, which can improve the club.
0: Absolutely. Uh, elsewhere in that division, it was a great offering for Tunbridge Angels as they beat Garfield 4-0 at Longmead. But uh, that was the only win from our five teams, with Maestro flash 5-1 at Worthing, and Wellington going down 2-0 at home to Eastbourne, who leapt above them in the table after what, by all accounts, was not the Wings' finest hour, shall we say. Uh, This weekend, Welling go to Bath. It's Dartford against St Albans. Maidstone at home to Chippenham. Tumbridge Angels go to Taunton. And uh, it's Weymouth against Dover Athletic. Uh, For on Boxing Day, it's Dover against Averley. Uh, A one o'clock kickoff, an all-ticket game between Tumbridge Angels and Maidstone. And also one o'clock kickoff between Welling and Dartford. And those derbies on Boxing Day always wet the whistle, don't they, Matt?
3: Yeah, first of all, again... The fixtures in the next thing. Why are half the teams on the 23rd of December going halfway across the country?
0: Just you wait until we get to the National League, my
3: friend. It's absolutely ridiculous. When you play in teams, surely have some sense, this league, we've played some local game. Welling against Eastbourne, surely that could have been played on the 23rd. It just doesn't make any sense. And of course, don't get me on, no disrespect to Averley having a great season. Why are Dover playing Averley as their Christmas fixture?
0: Well, obviously, Averley Sc- are the odd one
3: out over there, and you're the odd one out over here. Yeah, but, you know, there's the further... Yeah, I know, Tunbury, there's four teams are playing each other, but it does seem absolutely scandalous. Averley don't want to play Dover, do they? Over the Christmas period, they might get good cakes And Dover definitely don't want to play Averley. There must have been better ways of, of, of sorting this out. It just makes... I think the problem it is it, 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 it makes
0: sense in in real terms to play the same fixture Boxing Day New Year's if you've got an even number of teams in the area. But actually, they should have looked at it and said we haven't. We've got five teams in Kent. We need to split them so they've all got a big local game over yeah, Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's where they where they've gone wrong. I mean, it's, it's probably unfortunate maths that there's five of them, and, and obviously Dulwich being close, they would probably have, have come in the mix rather than Averley if they hadn't gone down. But it's it, that, that's where it's really difficult, isn't it? Because I, I suppose you know, Tum- Dartford and Welling and Tunbridge and Maidstone are local derbies. So, therefore, they're going to be the obvious choices. So, I guess Dover were always going to be the odd one out. And it, it it is just really hard. But it is genuinely location. So, the solution is one of you goes down or another one comes up. So, you know, we'll have to find a way of well, predicting we're,
3: that, won't we're, we? We're, we're, we're likely to be playing Folkestone next season anyway. So that's, that's true, yeah. that's boy, boy, boy. Yes.
0: Uh, in the National League, Bromley made uh, lots of new friends in the South End area on social media. Uh, with their 2-1 win at Roots Hall. Uh, well, Ebbsleet held Barnet to oh, a what, one point draw. That, what was all that about then, John? Oh, the South End keeper got injured, um, and I believe, and people were saying they were pretty robust, Bromley, um, and like they were replying to all their messages saying, oh, yeah, you had to crock our keeper, we were playing against 12 men, you know, the usual stuff that people say when their team loses. Oh, um,
3: South End run very well football club, we had one sub who wasn't a keeper.
0: Yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, a couple of good local fixes on the, on the Saturday for Christmas in that division as uh, Bromley welcome Altrincham to Hayes Lane uh, while Ebbsfleet go to York. I would go as far as <laughs> to describe that as a scheduling masterclass. Uh, the two Kent sides do at least meet each other on Boxing Day with Stonebridge Road, the destination for the second place Lilywhites. Uh, Bromley have also announced the signing of Maidstone Striker Levi Amanchi. Uh, the Stones' top scorer is out for a little while with injury, but apparently an offer that he couldn't refuse has come in. He's taken him to Hayes Lane. He's played at that level before, Matt. He's, he's scored a lot of goals. A, a good opportunity for him and, and a good signing for Bromley.
3: Well, they made two good signings. They brought Miles Weston in as well from Dagenham. Of course, yeah. He's an absolute brilliant player. He's 35. For me, probably the, when I've seen in that level over the last few years, probably the best winger at that level. He, you know, not the quickest man. Always had the left hand side. His crossing is absolutely pinpoint all the time. He's had a great career. Bromley, and they thinking. Chesterfield are like they're going to run away with this division, so they thinking right we might have a chance to go up through the playoffs. Levi Manche, he wouldn't have been cheap, good player. Is he going to play every week? because They've got Michael Cheek, but just strengthens the squad. From a Bromley point of view, they must think they've got a good chance. Second best team in this division. To get promoted, a Manche—that's a statement. Mainstone, I think he, he, it was the um, there was a fee in his contract, wasn't there? So a release. let's yeah, to take it. I feel for that, but George Akobi, I'm sure, will be looking straight away to bring a replacement. In to, knows his players and see what he can do. But yeah, probably i don't think they're going to have a better chance than this, really. I really don't. Um, True quality acu- um, acquisitions win a lot of matches, win a good bit of form. Uh, I always thought the Maidstone would be the next Kent. If you class them as Kent, uh, probably, what well, we do on this pod,
0: um, be The league
3: club. I think they've got a chance. And I think, yeah, that, that's a sign-in. Two good sign-ins there.
0: Uh, and when you're second in the table and going yeah, out and making those point. sign-ins, that shows that you're,
3: you, you're you, you, you not happy with check- where you are. I see you look at the attacking threat in the final third. The players they've got: Whiteley, Cheek, Weston, Amanchi, um, the guy they got from Wheelstone, uh, Ben Crowhouse. Um, yeah, they've, they've a got a, a, a massive threat. And I've got every praise for the, for Bromley how they run as a football club. Um, what they've done off the field um, and on the field. and are never going to have a better chance. I would have thought in 2024 to get to be a football league club, and, um, and, and, and again, fantastic achievement.
0: Absolutely. Let's head down to the schedule now. Then in our second interview of the week, uh, I'm sure Kev Stevens won't mind us saying that Bicester are probably not the most fashionable club in that division. After 3-2 and never high flying at the Town. The Bears are up to eighth in the standings and they're looking at the playoff push. Now, believe it or not, it's been more than four years since we last heard from the of Boss on the show. I started by asking him about that win over Erith Town.
2: Yeah, really good results Saturday. It's all, always hard against uh, Woody and Erith Town. He hasn't set up right, good players. Um, but yeah, we just seem to perform against good sides most games, I think. Um, centre halves deal with the way Woody likes to play. Yeah, the whole team uh, worked really hard. I know it's a bit, of a bit of a cliche when you win, but we sort of had a little, little go-out of last week at Fisher where it wasn't wasn't to our standards, really, although that's always a tough place to go as well. But, yeah, they worked they worked really hard on and off the ball. Um, took our chances, limited dearest to not too much. So,
0: yeah, very good result. I suppose it's one of those, isn't it, when, when you're going into the game as underdogs, I guess you have to approach it differently than you would do if you were playing a team that's below you in the table.
2: Um, Do you know what? Our boys just seem to... It's it's an easier team talk in the dressing room uh, more often than not. They just seem to be up for the area towns, the deal towns, the lid towns, who who, who supposedly have got the bigger money, the publishing towns. Um, It's picking our boys up when you're coming up against... I wouldn't say lesser teams because any team in our league can beat you but the, the so-called not big spenders um, but yeah you have to you have to be spot on because you know Woody will do his own work on you and you have to do your own work on them so we do that as usual um, and, and as I say the boys didn't let us down at all
0: I guess you've gone under the radar a little bit but, but you're eighth in the table you, you've got to be pleased with that
2: yeah really pleased it's our best start since we've been in the Premier League um so it's nice not to be hovering around, you know, 15, 16 and thinking if we lose a couple of games, we might get dragged into the last two or three. So um, yeah, it's been a really good start. We 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 expected we expected that to be top top half, definitely. definite. Um, it is a good squad. It's young, so at times it will be a little bit naive, um, and we have and we have been at times. Um, but yeah, it was a really good start for us.
0: You mentioned about the teams that are supposedly big spenders and everything like that. You're Beersted. How do you compete with with those teams? And how much of a challenge is that when you've got three, four, five big spenders in the league compared to if there's just one or two?
2: Um, well, as soon as the playoffs got announced this, this season, I knew that I knew that there'd be a lot more teams throwing a lot more money at it because obviously you have more chance of getting in those four positions. So we knew it would be difficult Um we, we we work hard off the pitch. We go and watch every team try to plan how to play against them, have, have the game plan all the time, work on it in training, obviously. Um, yeah, we train really hard. Just all the things you have to do when you're not spending as much as as other teams are. Um, train twice a week. I think some teams train, most teams probably train once a week, I think. Um, so yeah, it's just, just work hard off the pitch. The boys put in an awful lot um we work very hard on fitness so we're so we're a very very fit team um and we keep going to the end so yeah it's just all those little bits really john
0: um you played deal a couple of weeks ago and they beat you at your place you go there on saturday i expect you know you're in for a tough one
2: yeah yeah we was un- we only un- lucky at our place Kingy texts texted me the next day actually um and so they got away with one i think we were the I don't think you'd disagree. We were the better team on the night, I thought. Um, but a mad, a mad three minutes either side of half time. And all of a sudden, we've, we've conceded three goals against them. And it's, it's probably been our little. We've, we've had times this year where individual errors, which from players who I wouldn't have expected to make those errors, have done have done little silly things. And we did it against Steele. Um, but we played really well. Um, as I say, probably should have beat them on the night. So, we look forward to it. Again, they're a big team. They're on a great run. Um, so, the boys are really up for it, especially after Saturday. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we can go down there and get a result.
0: Yeah, and there'll be a big crowd in there on Saturday as well. Does, does that help your team? Does it inspire them?
2: Yeah, definitely. It's one of the things we've tried to work on as a as a club. You know, you look at Deal. I don't know, you go back four or five years, he was getting 80, 100, 110, and, and you look at what they've done now, and it's something we've sort of looked at and gone, we we want to try to do that over the next two or three years. So it's something we're, we're working on in, now from 60s, 70s, 80s to 120s, 150s. And we've done that a few times this season, and, and funny enough, when we do have a bigger crowd, we do seem to get louder, obviously. Um and we do seem to play better and get and get the and the boys talk about it as well. That extra little bit of noise they do they do here. So yeah, that 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 definitely inspire our boys on Saturday to go down there. Probably four hundred people again. Um, so yeah, a lovely place to
0: go. Uh, and you yourself, you've passed four hundred games in charge this season. You're still enjoying it?
2: Yeah, yeah, really enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I retired last February and. Um, yeah, I was going to move down to a nice quiet cottage in Somerset or something. But, um, yeah, just, just just the buzz is, my wife said, you won't do that. And I said, yeah, we'll, we'll go, we'll go. And, yeah, just the buzz has been, just catches you, doesn't it? And I, I can't, I can't leave at the moment. It's, yeah, we're, we're flying, as I say, really well for us. Um, enjoying every moment. We've got a young coach inside, uh, a young coaching team, sorry, who um, give me everything. Um they are really good. Just brought um, Danny Wakelin in as a first team advisor, um, so I think that's going to be really good for us as well. So, yeah, yeah, just the way the club's moving on as well. It's um, yeah, it's exciting times.
0: I was going to ask you about Danny actually. He's obviously going to bring quite a lot in. I know he's had a couple of tough years away from football, but you know he's got the experience, and I'm sure he'll he'll be a great boost to you.
2: Yeah, yeah. I've sat and spoke to Danny for a long period. Um, about bringing him in, and um, yeah, as I say, I've, I've got a young coaching team who are really good, um, really, really good. But at times you need someone with a lot more experience than that just to bang heads with and uh, ideas. So yeah, Danny Danny fits the bill. As soon as I sat down with him, obviously I've been against him a few times in the dugout, but never really had long chats with him. But as soon as I sat down with him, he ticked all the boxes for for someone um, or I think I'll add something to us so um, yeah it's great to get Danny on board
0: and just finally obviously we're approaching the halfway point of the season you're 8th would you take 8th at the end if I offered it to you now or do you have one eye on what's above you? Um, oh, that's, a, that's a
2: tough one John Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think I think because of where we are you, I think you can't help looking and thinking you know what you could you could nick a playoff place um I think probably beginning of the season I would have took eight all day long. Um I think where we are, yeah, we got a tough one on Saturday. I think the league is that that you've probably seen that you, you, you win three or four in a row, in a row and all of a sudden you'll be from where we are you'll be in and around full fifth maybe. So yeah, I think at the moment yeah, the eyes are on definitely looking at up up rather than where we and staying where we are at the moment. So Hopefully,
0: we can do that, yeah. If ever you needed it, Matt, there is proof that once this game is in your blood, it just won't leave you. 400-plus <laughs> games, still going strong. A great effort from him. And his side have as a few noses already this season, haven't they?
3: Yeah. Um, sort of, never, not as you mentioned, not the most, um, biggest club in this, uh, in the division, where they're based as well. It must be difficult for them to, to try and track people thing, but he's been there a long time, football in the blood. Thought about retiring, um, but I think he's doing an excellent job at Beeston in a in a highly competitive league this season. Currently lying in eighth place on the cusp of the playoffs. Um, I think they'll be absolutely delighted with that. And the question at the end: Would he take that eighth place now? Some part of him probably thought, No, let's go for it. See what we can do. We know you've got some good players. Uh, that striker um, Johnson Cole, you know, he scores goals at this level, um, and. Clearly a manager who loves the club, John. 400 games. Um, Yeah, I think it's uh, one of the sides we didn't expect to be near the top end of the table. But let's see what they can achieve. Yeah, I think
0: for for a team like this, it's about making your identity at this level, isn't it? Because every team is, is trying to do different things, I suppose. You all got the same aim in the end, but it's how you get there. You know, I thought he was quite honest there saying, you know, we, we, we look at Deal and the way they've built their crowds and we'd love to do something like that. You know, it's about getting people through the doors. Everything like that. But we've got a young team, you know, we've got quite a young management team. That's why they've added uh, Danny Wakeling to the, to the mix this week to just be a different voice around them. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, it sounds like they're enjoying themselves and, that's probably, and they're reaping the rewards of it. And, and I thought it was really interesting when he said, you know, as soon as they announced the playoffs, I knew it was going to be a tough season. Uh, and, and I think that's really interesting because he, he, they haven't got the, the budgets that other teams have got, but they're very much holding their own. They beat Corinthians a few weeks ago. Now they are beaten the with town. And, and I think the thing is, is he doesn't want anyone to th- see them as an easy touch. And obviously, they were beaten by Deal a few weeks ago, as he said there, but he thought they played well. And I, I remember we spoke to Steve King and he said, yeah, they, you know, they played well. Um, so that's going to be an interesting game on Saturday, isn't it?
3: They've yeah, played Deal twice looking at the fixtures as well and lost twice. No, Deal in probably the form team in the division but Kingy knows he'll be in for a a tough game against Bierstead. The result against Erith, the result against Corinthian shows what they can do at the home patch. Let's see if they can um, try and get a result against Diel away from home. But yeah, clearly enjoying his role at the moment. Are they overachieving from what he probably said? Yes, but they're they're going to enjoy enjoy that. And, and, And again, people are concerned when they play against them. And I think we're finding it, John. Whoever decided the playoffs was it the FA who decided the playoffs at this division level? Yeah, the best decision in a very long time uh, for for this competition because I think the standard and the, um, the quality of what we've got and the league quality we didn't think that we thought one of them would run away with it. it it's going to make an app for an absolutely fascinating twenty twenty four for the scaffold because and the other, thing as other well. half a is dozen a, teams but, can win this. Absolutely,
0: the other thing as well is before we've seen teams will get to this sort of time of year. And if you don't think you're gonna make the top one, yeah. you slash the budget. No one's yeah. in that position now. You know, everyone is gonna be there and they're still gonna be giving it their all because there's five places up for grabs here. And you know, you'll be disappointed if you're certain teams and you don't get their number one spot, but at least you've got that that backup. And and you know, and I think it's gonna be amazing. And those playoffs should be absolutely superb. Uh, when they come around. Uh, the big news elsewhere this week in that division has come at Lawswood, where their search for a new manager came to an end the appointment of Nicky Southall. Uh, the former Gillingham midfielder has been out of the game since leaving Dover in 2022. This is his second managerial gig after a stint at Whitsall from 2012 to 2014. Uh, an appointment that raised a few eyebrows, Matt, and, and, and a guy that you
3: know pretty well from his time at Crabble. Yeah, Nicky Southall. I know he wanted to get back in. I think he applied for a number of jobs. Didn't get it. And, and he's going in at, the, at this level. And he's at Whitsall. Were they... So- been South East, or that list level, probably been South East. I have thought. Yeah, I believe so.
0: so yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, um, Jason Lillis of course, a man who you will know pretty well is heavily involved there. Um, I know he was desperate to get back in. Um, it's a level that he hasn't worked at before, but he could pick up players, and, and 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 it's a bit of a coup really for Lordswood because you know he's been coaching team at Maidstone Dartford, at uh, Maidstone Dover, uh, and Gillingham, of course. So. Um, yeah, interesting appointment. We'll see. How, we'll try and get him on the show and uh, see if what, see what he can do. Again, it'll, be, it'll do well to get in the playoffs, but you never know, as, as, as Kevin said in that, you win four or five, three or four games at this level on a spin. You're right in the mix.
0: Absolutely. They didn't win on Saturday. Uh, they lost four to a home. They were two late goals uh, for the home side to cooing those points. Uh, elsewhere, it was Glebe 2, Faversham 2, Hollands and Blairby Stansfield by a goal to nil. Kennington beat Tumbridge Wells 4-3. It was Punjab United 4, Whitstable 2. Uh, deal 2-0 winners at Rustle, Southern Athletic 2, Wellington 1, BC Athletic 1, Town 0. And the game between Lid and Fisher uh, was abandoned after 90 minutes, scores 3-2 to Fisher. Uh, and there's conflicting reports of what's gone on there with Lid town claiming uh, that some Fisher supporters came onto the pitch and Fisher saying that nothing like that happened. So there's one for the FA to sort out. Happy Christmas, lads. <laughs> there's no fixtures in there.
3: What, what would that be? Would that be replayed that game then? I don't
0: know. I've got no idea. I mean, the, the precedent is that it will be replayed, but it was so late in the day, and I think Fisher actually had a penalty to make it 4-2 uh, when the game was abandoned. So, uh, I don't know. referee really...
3: abandoned it. I've got to get the referee yeah. abandoned.
0: Yeah, referee blew the full-time whistle, so uh, who knows? Mm. Uh, there are fixtures in this division on Saturday. Uh, there are none on Boxing Day, though. So, it's Deal against Beersted, Erith against Sutton Athletic, Fisher against Stansfeld, Homesdale against Glebe, Kennington against Lid. Lordswood against Snodland, Punjab against Rustle, Tumbridge Wells against Corinthian, Wellington against VCD, and Whitstable against Faversham. Now, that's a proper... That's the, the game should be two days before Christmas. Absolute cracker, uh, that one. It's a guy
3: work was going to Whitstable, Fabersham. Um, it's true. On Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was talking to him and, he, and, he's, and he's going to that. Who would you make as favourites for this title, John? Oof. I still think Fabersham.
0: Um I, I just think that they eventually will, will get there. But it really is wide open, isn't it, at the moment?
3: Crazy. Uh, from Whitstable, they know they can beat Favisham. they will be um, just a point behind them. Deal are on a roll. Deal know four games in hand. Deal could go five points clear if they um, beat Favisham. When Deal play Favisham, absolutely massive. But
0: Which is in between be Christmas really... and New Year.
3: Oh, some really big games coming up on this. So, yeah, the scaffold, really good division. Corinthian are up there. Punjab could... Again, a big you know they're not playing two wins over Christmas for these sides, you know the the, the new year and the, the one well the one after Christmas and the other game could really um open it up for a certain team. so a ma- couple of really big games. So exciting division, the schedule as it is always probably the I think the most exciting it's been for a num- for since we've been doing this because normally we've only had a two horse race, We've probably got a six horse race, seven horse race even.
0: Absolutely. Uh, in the East League Premier Division at the weekend, it was Chatham 2, Hornchurch 0, uh, hashtag United 1, Cray Wanderers 0. Uh, Folkestone also beaten as they lost 2-1 at Horsham and in 2-2 to Margate and Kingstonian. Uh, no games on Saturday in that division. They're all on Boxing Day. One o'clock kick-off again, Cray Wanderers against Margate. Uh, it's Folkestone against Hastings and Kingstonian against Chatham. Uh, in the Eastman League... no South, games?
3: What?
0: I don't know. I don't do the fixtures. If I did, they wouldn't be this crap, <laughs> would they? No.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that that should be your application, John. Yeah, <laughs> if going to be a fixture, so it's like, Yeah, if I did this, they wouldn't be this crap. Good idea. Absolutely.
0: The um, Interdistrict League, uh, Southeast Division. It was Broadbridge Heath three, Brecon three, Herne Bay four, three winners over Hornby in front of over four hundred people. Uh, High their home record came to an end. They were beaten two nil by Chichester. It was Lansing one, Sheppey United two, Phoenix Sports three, one winners over Ashford United, And Seven Oaks three, Burgess Hill three, Sittingbourne three, Merstam nil, and everything and Belvedere were beaten five nil. Uh, home by Ramsgate uh, on Sunday. Uh, the fixtures this weekend, no Boxing Day in there as well, Matt. Uh, Ashford against High, it's Cray Valley PM against Phoenix Sports, 7 go to East Grinstead, Ramsgate against Kern Bay, Sheffield United against Sittingbourne. I'm sure there's some other fixtures uh, later in the week that I haven't written down, so uh, I do humbly apologise
3: for that. Time. I see TJ Jadama, hat-trick again for Ramsgate, John.
0: Yeah, a decent Not player, isn't he? Probably. It? I think he might make it.
3: I, I, I probably... Th- <laughs> The player I've been most... I saw him score a hat-trick in January. I've seen him a few times. I think he's a class act.
0: Uh, Are you Ramsgate. giving him the match i player of 2023?
3: From what I've seen, I would probably say yes. I, and I think he's got a chance. Ramsgate will probably... If, if you know your onions, you'll know all about him if you're playing higher up. I don't want Ramsgate, you know, not selling him from Ramsgate. But I think for somebody of his size, he's strong. He scores goals. He's got everything a part of his game. Um, Ramsgate will do well. I know he's on contract. Ramsgate. I would have thought some team, I'll even say national league, should look at him because he's a good player. Um, if he can go full time as well, that extra bit of quality, um, I, I think. He, I think he's probably the best um, player I've seen um, this season. This this year, he's got a bit of but something about him that he could go big in, I, th- I think. So Ramsgate, he may not want to go in the, this summer. I don't know, he be, he'll be old enough next next year to go. probably go for a free, yeah, not for his, for his age, but um, yeah, a very good player. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, that is it for the football chat. Uh, as I hold on to the moving hand around, and face the direction of travel <laughs> my way up to the train. Um, Didn't talk about this last week, but wasn't it sad about Captain Holt?
3: Oh, terribly sad terribly so we'd love Brooklyn Nine-Nine it's such a um iconic program that all of us watched as a family probably one of the first ones you know we could all watch as a family and really superb and he was great in that and if you do go on Twitter and these various things there's a couple of clips on there so yeah really 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 sad um seems to we've lost a lot of now good people the last couple of months so it's pretty sad really so yeah yeah, um so yeah terribly sad but um yeah, great programme. If you haven't watched Brooklyn Nine Nine, watch it, superb.
0: Absolutely. I've seen obviously, loads of clips doing the rounds. And yeah, it was yeah. just absolutely brilliant, absolute genius of a character.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, and so so well played. Yeah. So yeah, very good. Um, also, we're gonna talk about this. Uh question of sports been asked. What are your thoughts on that, Matt? Yeah, you know, I didn't watch the new one. A when Paddy, Paddy McGinnis it, came on board. I thought, what the hell is going on here? And you know, I I like Naga Manchetti as a as a news presenter, and like enjoy watching her on breakfast. But when I saw she was on Question of the Sport, I thought something's gone wrong here. Um, I don't know what the BBC were doing. Are they gonna they, they've axed it, or will they bring it back in two years with Sue Barker and somebody else taking it on? Because um, I didn't watch the new one, but David Coleman would have been spinning his grave when Paddy McGuinness took it over. I'm sure. I think
0: it, that Simon kind of said there was a possibility it could come back. Um, but the thing for me is they're in a difficult position because I've watched Christian Sports since I was a kid. Brilliant programme. You know, used to be a staple thing. Watch it with my mum and dad when I was, you know, knee-high to a grasshopper. But it had to modernise and that, that was the problem that they were facing because what happened next was a great round in the 1980s. But what happened next you've seen it on Twitter now. You know, and, yeah. and that's where it's really difficult. But it, they, they just got it wrong by trying to, They went for the wrong sort of audience and it just didn't really work out for them, did it?
3: Well, everything seems to be about influencers and people, isn't it? You know, people who are big on the internet or things like that. Paddy McGuinness, again, I don't think that was a particularly good choice. Um, No. uh, Again, I I don't follow rugby, so I didn't really know the guy there. The other lady was a hockey player. Um, Yeah, it it, it, it was the kind of programme that... um, I used to enjoy it because I would try and prove my knowledge, but I think it's got so dumbed down and ridiculous. I think, yeah. so, so
0: another thing that was really hard about it as well was like, and I understand this, but it was like bringing in different sports as well. So you know, you, because there's so many more sports getting prominence now, and everyone's got to be included. But you've got someone who's a gymnast, and people don't have the general knowledge about gymnastics. Yeah, and, and it's just, you know they're speed skating on. Oh, who's the only speed skater that's done this? Well, only that person is going to know that. And I think that's another thing. It, I think I hate to say it, but I just wonder if actually it was time because I just think there's no way that it could be the modern that it needs to be without covering all the different sports and all the different things while also maintaining that. Oh, I, I can answer that question. Does that make sense? Yeah.
3: I mean, that, that was the whole part of it. You wanted to, do, you know, know, score in the 1984 cup final or something like that to show people to do it. But I think, yeah. It probably wasn't. They, they don't. Well, they should have been attracting nearly a 50 year old man in question of sport who grew up on this, but they probably wasn't doing it. They were trying to attract the um, Gen, Gen Z, John, which is a new word I've learned this week. Excellent. Well, at least your vocabulary is getting better. Yeah, yeah. Gen yeah. Z. I think I'm. Gen Z I generation. A, am I a millennial? I'm not sure. Uh,
0: okay. Anyway, um, I'm going to do all the wrapping up, all my socials bits on my way home, or when I get home, because uh, my train is literally coming. I'm recording this bit the next morning because I had to literally get on that train. I think I was on the train, actually, when Matt finished his sign-off as well. So there you go. How exciting. Anyway, thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's show. Uh, And as I'm about to say, thank you, everybody, for listening to all of the shows over the course of the last 12 months. We couldn't do this without you, and uh, well, we, we probably would do it, but who would care? Uh, anyway, you can find us on social media on Twitter, slash X, at Kent NL Podcast On Facebook, search for Kent non Podcast, and there's also the group Kent Non-League Football Chat. Uh, so please get involved in that one too. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram and threads, we're at Kent non Podcast. We don't really post on those, but it just looks good to have it on there. Uh, I'm at JohnPhibs81, Matt is at Matthew underscore Gerard. and now I'm going to go back in time, or about... Nine hours or so, back to London Bridge Station. What a time to be alive. Um, so thank you, everybody, for listening to us, uh, not just this week, but this year. Uh, it's been absolutely brilliant. Hope you've enjoyed the shows. Uh, thank you, of course, to the man on the other end of this phone line, Mr Matt Gerard, for everything he does for this podcast, uh, for putting in the time, for doing interviews, and uh, just all being an all-round legend and uh, yeah all i all i can say is thank you everybody uh have a wonderful christmas and a happy new year and we will speak to you next year on the Kent only podcast
3: yeah thanks i'll reiterate what john said thanks for all the listeners and the people have come up to me and said I-, I will try and be more cheery next next year from a dover perspective but yeah thanks everything hope everybody has a fantastic christmas and a wonderful new and if you enjoy it again if you go to any games please let us know on the socials we'd love to know where you are if you're at the faversham against deal or which against faversham we'd love to know what you think and uh, who has been your player of 2023